Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and today I'm getting personal and sharing five career hacks I wish I knew earlier and answering some of your questions. I'm excited to try out this new solo format. And if you find the advice helpful, please take your time to rate, review, and subscribe. I recently learned a little insider tip that one review equals 1,000 downloads. And that's the number one way that you can support our show so we can be back here each week with helpful advice. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. A recent college graduate and Career Contessa reader recently sent me a DM asking for career advice. So this isn't necessarily a unique request, but I thought back to my early days in my career and all the lessons that I've learned since then. One thing that immediately stood out to me was how wild my expectations were from my reality those first, well, let's say like those first five years of my career. When I imagined my dream job, it never included hellish commutes, barely livable wages, or toxic bosses. I mean, who's would, right? But I also never imagined the positive impacts work could have on me. For example, when I clearly understood the impact I was making or building work relationships with people who not only supported me, but also stretched my skills or getting to work in a value fit environment. So again, an environment that was aligned with my values, as well as culture fit, work fit, the job description fit, all the things. Having been on both sides of that work coin, as well as managing people for now almost 10 years, not to mention all the incredible advice that I've gotten from experts on this very podcast, I wanted to share five career hacks that could help anyone stand out at work and get on a good career track. So let's dive into those. Number one is swallow the frog. This is one of the greatest, quote, hacks to get ahead early on in your career. Observe your boss, figure out what they hate doing, and learn to do it and take it off their plate. It's an easy win. To get started, observe your boss, what takes up too much of their time, what do they hate doing, what unique skills can you offer to help. Then approach your boss with the data and the solution. An example might be, Hey, I noticed that running those reports every Monday morning before the exact meeting is really slowing you down. I'd be happy to help and get those on your desk every Monday morning since I recently learned how to use that software. Do you want me to try that next week? Would that be helpful? So learning how to swallow the frog or (laughs) really help eat the frog for your boss and what they hate doing. The second hack I want to share is that executive presence starts way before you're an actual executive. 
There are simple things that stand out and are easy to be consistent with, such as looking people in the eye, do what you say you're going to do, be early, practice good posture, have a confident handshake, send thank you emails, don't gossip or be difficult to work with, and make work lighter for others overall. It sounds silly, I know, and almost like too simple, but these things are all free and easy to do. To get started, examine your body language, email etiquette, and practice behaviors that help make working with you lighter for others. This means no drama, low maintenance, and lightening the atmosphere. Okay, big thing I want to mention here is that this is not to be confused with people-pleasing, wanting to be liked, or saying yes all the time. People who are easy or light to work with are not a dumping ground for other people's work, and they still have boundaries. But in times when work is overwhelming, they make it easier for people to carry their loads. That's because it can be the difference between actual work and the phantom work or the things about work that make it hard, like politics, drama, high maintenance, difficult people, or something as simple as unclear or unfinished assignments. So number two is executive presence starts before you're an executive. And those are some ways you can practice it. Number three is work hard first and smart later. I know it's super trendy to say that working smart is the only thing that matters, but I don't totally agree with that. If you want to accomplish anything meaningful, you have to start by working hard, build a reputation for hard work and take pride in it. Then you can start to build leverage to work smart. And I want to add a note about this tip, which is to also learn how to advocate for yourself early on. Your hard work must be received and perceived. None of us want to experience the tragedy when hard workers have their impact and contributions go unseen or unacknowledged. And unfortunately, this is a tragedy that is much more common for women and women with marginalized identities. According to Lean In's study, 37% of women leaders have had a coworker get credit for their idea, compared to just 27% of male leaders. So while you're working hard and building up credibility, make sure others know about it. One of my favorite ways to do this is to send a weekly status update to your boss. I will link the article in the show notes that has that template and further explanation. So number three was work hard first and smart later. Plus learn how to self-advocate. Four is build storytelling skills. World-changing CEOs aren't the smartest or most talented in their organizations. They are exceptional at one, aggregating data, and two, communicating it simply and effectively. I once had a 20 plus slide presentation that I was delivering to our exec team at Hulu and the CEO looked at me and said, tell me what this is about in three sentences. Y'all, I nearly died. I had no idea what to do, what to say, except that luckily I had spent all that time on those slides. So I did come up with something, but most importantly, I learned a really important lesson that day, which is data in story out, build that skill and you'll always be valuable. So number four is build storytelling skills. Number five is be a lifelong learner and teacher. Early on, you'll be given a lot of tasks you have no idea how to complete. And there's nothing more valuable than someone who can just figure it out. Do some work, ask the key questions, get it done, and then be able to teach others your process or skills so that you can move on to something new. High performers don't just elevate their own job. They elevate the skills of the entire team. So what I've noticed is that when you are a lifelong learner and teacher, you are the high performer who can not only perform well with your own tasks, but you can elevate the performance of the entire team. 
people will fight over you. And that's how you're given more opportunities, asked to be part of high profile projects and advance at a faster rate. All right. So let's recap these five career hacks. Number one is swallow the frog. Number two, executive presence starts before you're an executive. Number three, work hard first and smart later. Number four, build storytelling skills. And number five, be a lifelong learner and teacher. If you can embrace these five pieces of advice, I guarantee that you're going to stand out and be one step closer to building a successful and fulfilling career on your terms. What's a game where no one wins? The waiting game. When it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I love about Indeed is their vast and diverse pool of job seekers. No matter the position or industry, you can always find a wide range of qualified candidates. The platform's search and filtering tools are incredibly robust, allowing you to pinpoint the right candidates quickly. Indeed can save you an enormous amount of time and effort in the recruitment process. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring tool that delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post on Indeed.com slash Contessa. This offer is good for a limited time. So again, you can claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash Contessa. So you just go to indeed.com slash Contessa. Terms and conditions are apply, but if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. Okay, next up, we're going to go over some quick listener questions. Okay. Recently in some of our emails, you guys have probably noticed that I've had a survey or a Google form that you could fill out to submit some questions. So these are questions that were submitted via that Google form. If you're not on our email list, I will put that in the show notes and highly recommend that you get on it because every week we send you amazing career advice in addition to giving you opportunities to have me answer your questions. So number one is how do I get more comfortable having tough conversations and continuing to stay the course when emotions run high at work? Ooh, I feel this one. It's totally natural for your emotions to pop up during tough conversations. It happens to us all. A few things I recommend is script out or make bullet points of the things that you want to say in your conversation, bring those with you to the conversation, but also practice with a trusted friend or family member ahead of time. 
Preparation always helps my nerves. Next, write down all the worst case scenarios or ways that this could go really badly and what you would do about them, or even maybe how you might feel if those things happen. Mentally prepping yourself for different outcomes is really important. And it will probably show you that maybe your emotions don't need to be so involved, or even if this goes badly, it shows you life is not going to end. Right? So I always find it really helpful to also consider what are the bad case scenarios that could come from this and how would I feel about them? What would I do about them? And lastly, learn how to practice self-compassion before, during, and after this conversation. Your default might be like mine, where if things don't go well, which is to just self-criticize, like, and be mad at yourself and kind of take yourself down a peg, but showing yourself self-compassion will go so much further and learning how to do that skill early on is going to be so, so valuable. It's going to help with tough conversations for the rest of your life. So I hope that's helpful. All right. Our next listener question is what is the best way to search for a complimentary career or position for a freelance artist, which is being an actor? Should I be upfront with my dual careers on my LinkedIn within cover letters and interviews with employers? How do I show that my skill sets in the artistic realm translate to that of another profession? Okay. I really love this question because it immediately made me think about our Instagram real creator who actually has an acting background. So right away, when I think about areas that you could translate your skill sets to, I'm thinking about like education, training, learning and development, onboarding, community, content creation, et cetera. However, the more tangible advice I would give you is to find a few job descriptions of jobs that you're really interested in. So let's say it was recruiting coordinator and you're interested in that job description, go find five other recruiting coordinator job descriptions and circle the key skills or trans, you know, the, the words that are basically repeated in all those job descriptions that will tell you, those are like kind of the key skills for that job that you're interested in. And what I want you to do is do that for maybe a couple different jobs that you're looking at recruiting coordinator, community aggregator, whatever it is, and find a way to create a list of the skills that you see repeated over and over again. Those are all the transferable skills that you want to infuse into your resume, LinkedIn, cover letter, et cetera. So what you want to do is make sure that you are connecting the dots for someone about the, the skills you have as an artist or as an actor and how they transfer or they relate to these other professional jobs. Your goal here is to tell a really good story about how acting helps you do X skill or create X results. And I think that once you actually create that list of skills and then you think about your own skills, I actually think when you can visualize it, it will be much easier to actually connect those dots. And I would absolutely put all that information on your LinkedIn, because again, we're going to look at your LinkedIn and say, okay, this person is an, is an actor. All right. They're able to present live in front of X, Y, Z number of people. All right. That might be a really relevant skill to what we're looking for on our site. So absolutely put these things into your resume and your LinkedIn. All right. Our last and final question is how many years do I typically need to work at a company before I can expect a promotion? <laughs> this is a really popular question because everybody wants to advance in their career and I totally get it. But the answer is that it really varies based on the company, your role, your team, et cetera. So one good place to start is looking at other people on your team and when they got their promotions. Some companies are really formatted about it and you know you're a level one and you're going to move to this next level and how long it takes. And they're really, you know, they've got all these very clear instructions on how to get there. A lot of other places don't have that. So 
that's something you can do is kind of look around or ask other people who've got promotions how what the process was like for them. Another piece of advice I would add is to make sure that your hard work is being recognized. Self-advocacy, as I mentioned earlier on, is important for career advancement, period. A promotion is actually less about the time spent on the job and more about the impact made at a job. So you want to sit down and consider how your hard work contributes to the bigger picture. A quick exercise that you can do is what I call the chains of value exercise. And you would basically create three columns. And then the column in the far left, you would say, what's a responsibility at work? And you might write down, okay, what are my responsibilities at work? In the middle, you want to answer, how does it fit with the larger goals? So what your job responsibility is. And then in the middle, you want to answer, how does it fit with the larger goals? Then in the final column, the one on the far right, you're going to want to answer what good things happen because of your work. So it's my responsibility at work, how it fits in with the company or team's larger goals, and then what good things or outcomes and results am I creating because of my work? So you want to think about that as well, because once you have a clear picture of the impact and the value that you're contributing, it will also make it a lot easier for you to go in and proactively ask for that promotion directly. So sometimes a company will have a system and you might just need to learn what that is. Other times it's really important for you to self-advocate. And if you feel confident that you are creating value and impact that is valuable to the organization, then you should feel confident going in and saying, I'm looking for promotion, or I'd like to know what is the path to this role that would be the, you know, a step up to what you want to do next, including, you know, compensation equivalent. So that's my advice when it comes to promotions is maybe focus less on the time and more about what you're doing in there. Okay. That's all for me today, but please let me know if you like this episode format with listener questions, potentially hearing from other career coaches, me just sharing more of my own personal advice. And don't forget that if you ever are in need of one-on-one career coaching, you can work with a pre-vetted career contessa coach. We have over 50 women who have been pre-vetted to be on the platform that you can choose from. And I will make sure to add a link to the career coaching service in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please take your time to rate, review, and subscribe. Insider tip, one review equals a thousand downloads. And that's the number one way that you can support our show so we can be back here each week, either on our own solo episodes or with amazing guests. I will also be offering a giveaway of my book, Power Moves. To enter, leave a comment on today's Instagram reel with your biggest takeaway from today's episode. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.